Maine, a place where you can find breathtaking scenery from sandy beaches, ice-capped mountains, and pristine lakes. A place you can enjoy a delicious lobster while sipping on one of Maine's finest craft brews and saving room for a blueberry pie. But the one thing many people may not know about Maine is the artistry and craftsmanship that comes with the culture of this beautiful state. From the Industrial Revolution to now, Maine has continued to build its economy through makers, and there are hundreds of them. Maine has makers that can handcraft a high-quality piece of wood furniture where the joinery fits like a glove. So a skirt made with plant-based fabric with a New England-made machine that was invented in 1881. Make a mean mustard through a cold grind process made in the same mill since 1900, and much more. Join me for a journey through the lives of makers from across Maine to hear how they get down with their craft. I'm Christian Vermeulen, and this is Makers of Maine. Did you know that almost 95% of people in Maine identify as white? Maine Public Radio came out with a recent interview where Willis Ryder Arnold talks about why Maine is so white. He shares insights from a historian from the Smithsonian of African American History in Washington, D.C., Kate McMahone. She says, Maine was much more racially diverse in the 19th century when coopering was a line of work many African Americans did. And then when the Civil War hit, those industries began to suffer and African Americans tried to get jobs in Maine, and such as the textile, shoe, and rope factories, but they were excluded because of their race. Now in present time, there are a variety of those in the black community who own a business, such as a restaurant, barbershop, fashion retailer, coffee shop, and so much more. I found these businesses through a group called Black Owned Maine. Black Owned Maine established itself right when the unfortunate event of George Floyd hit the press. Rose Barboza and Jerry Edwards, who were the founders of Black Owned Maine, came together to start a database of black owned businesses as a database never existed. Rose shared with me the current initiatives they are taking on and future projects they hope to start soon. Without further ado, let's talk about how we can lift the voices of Black-owned businesses in Maine with Rose Barboza with Black-owned Maine. So thank you so much, Rose, for being on today. Um, so tell me a little bit more about this initiative and why you started, what prompted you and, and Jerry to, to really start it. For sure. We... Um few different reasons, honestly. Um, I'll try not to go off on a tangent for too long. <laughs> but um, I know for the, for the last few years, uh, I had myself had been searching for a list of Black-owned businesses. I noticed most, there's a lot of national directories. Um, majority mm-hmm. of them don't include Maine or only have a few businesses listed in Maine. Right. Um, I was actually on a hike with my brother um, in Biddeford a few, like three weeks ago, literally the beginning of June after, um, the George Floyd killing. And we were thinking of just trying to think of different ways we could support the movement. Being that I have a small child going physically to a protest is just, it's not an option. I'm a single mom. God forbid something happened to me. It's just, it's not an option, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so we were trying to think of, ways we could protest in different ways and I was and I spoke to him just about how we should be supporting black owned businesses and this is where we can we can give our money directly to people to further their lives their children's lives and and further the economy in general in Maine yeah 
Um, so that Sunday I literally went home and started making the website that night, published it that next Tuesday and it, it blew up like, like completely unprovoked, had no plans of this being anything. And now I have almost 200 businesses listed on there. Oh my goodness. That otherwise may have not had a a concise place, you know, to, to be found. Yeah. And what I love about your website, it's, there's different categories on it too. So you focus on like particular products like food and beverage. Tell me a little right. bit more about that. How, how did you go about categorizing the businesses on your site? Yeah, we, um, I mostly started with all the different grocery stores um, in Lewiston and Portland. All the, the, there's a lot of Somali grocery stores um, and different African grocery stores. I, I, that was all kind of just information I knew myself. And then we went into um, restaurants. There's a lot of Jamaican restaurants in Maine, or there's five, you know, not a lot, but for Maine, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's a good amount, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, for, for predominantly um, white state. But then it kind of, I, I started asking for recommendations from, from friends. And then it was just a matter of, of me just a lot of it was or not a lot of it but a lot of it was just me really looking at the map of Maine in my head and saying okay where is this place that I know where is that place that I know mm-hmm. and the categories I still have to every day I find so much more that it's like I have to continuously look at the categories and and try to condense them to make sense like in the right. for the artist section we have we have DJs, musicians, rappers. It's like we have to – eventually we're going to find a way to, yeah, to separate it. it out so people right. know what they're looking for, you know? Yeah. It's a work in progress, it sounds yeah. like. But that's oh great. At least you guys have, like, you know, a nice, you know, user-friendly, like, right. it's available, it's out there, and that's what matters the most, right? Exactly. I mean, to have that. and it seems like your following continues to grow and grow so much via social media. So congrats yeah. to you on that. It's Thank unreal. You. And then also, so how are businesses um, able to submit to be a part of your directory? Do you guys have a, like a form online? Do they email you? How, how, what's the process for that? Yeah, we set up, um, originally it was just email or, or DM, but now we have a form on the website. If you go to the homepage, you click submit a business it's also a drop-down list that will allow you to update a business or, or remove one if, if you don't want to be on the list. Um, we yeah. totally are open. We're, we understand not everyone wants to be on, on there. Um, but yeah, if you fill that out, it takes us, I say give us a couple weeks. It's only really me working on the website and we have a couple other people that help us out. So it takes us time to obviously verify. We want to make sure that it isn't just someone giving us random information, you know, so yeah, we have to either, either, you know, physically drive by if we can or right. just verify in some other way. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about yourself. Um, and your, yeah. your brother, is that Jerry? Is Jerry he's not my brother. brother. <laughs> okay. I just thought I would ask. I he's like, my brother, but <laughs> we do, we do kind of, we do, we do kind of look alike and, and like, uh, we get along really well or we know each other for so long. So we just, that's funny, but, um, that's too yeah. funny. <laughs> so me, I, um, so I was born in California, but I, I moved here when I was five. So very oh, wow. young. I grew mm-hmm. up in Lewiston. 
Um, I lived in Lewiston until 2008. And then in 2008, I moved to Portland. Um, for me, growing up in Maine, it's very confusing. I, I didn't feel like I belonged in any social circle. I was often just like, what am I doing? Why can't I live in Boston? Or like, why can't I live in New York? Or right. just, just dreaming of all these, these what ifs, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I moved to Portland and then I did live in New York City for a bit. And when I lived in New York City, it was for like quick six months. It was the most eye-opening experience I've ever had in my life to look around and see people that looked like me. I mean, I'm, I'm mixed race. I'm Cape Verdean and I'm, and I'm Scottish and Italian. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to look around and see Puerto Rican people and Dominican people and black mm-hmm. people and say, wow, wait, there's a whole world of people that look like me. And I just am blind to them in Maine because there are other, we are in Maine or I just like, I didn't see them. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, but yeah, so I, I graduated school. I graduated from USM last July and my son um i had my son during that time so for me when corona when the pandemic hit i was i was laid off from my job mm-hmm. and i really i wanted to do something you know we all talk about like our our what what would you do if you had a month you know where you didn't have to go to work and i'm right. like wait this is my month <laughs> Yeah, so this is, is my yeah. three months, you know? Yes, yes, exactly. So, <laughs> um, so that's, that's also where this kind of came from in looking, I graduated uh, um, with a marketing degree. So looking for marketing mm. positions, I couldn't seem to find a mark. I only found maybe one, one marketing agency that had any representation, at least that I could see physically. Yeah. And that's not always the best way to determine things, you know? Right. Um, so I, and I was like, I'm not, I'm just not going to be the first, I call myself cappuccino color. You know, I'm not going to be like the first <laughs> cappuccino person to go in there and say, Hey, you know, whatever. So right. this was kind of a, a baby of that too, where let, I was like, let me just set up my own thing. I had posted yeah. on, or I posted on LinkedIn, um, like, hey, marketing uh, graduates, how did you find your first job? I didn't get any responses. And like a week later, I was like, you know what? It's all good. I found a job. Or I found, I started my own company and now I'm the CEO. So no need. That's great. <laughs> That's the way comment. to do it. That is the way to do it. That's right. awesome. It's, it's so crazy because I find that, um, and I don't know if you can relate to this or not, but when I lived in Maryland, um, since I'm, I'm born and raised there and then moved yeah. here about two years ago, I didn't find that Maryland could help me like have my own business or my yeah. niche or like that. But being in Maine, it's kind of given me that opportunity. And um, I, didn't, I didn't know if you could relate to that at all. I mean, I, I know, um, you know, in current times of, you know, the Black Lives Movement being at its, its biggest peak and it should have been at its peak a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And you know, I feel like, you know, hasn't, did Maine give you any, you know, kind of um, help, you know, with that? I mean, it sounds, it looks like your community has built quite a bit from here and it's great that you yeah. have that support, but I mean, do you think it has helped? I, yeah, absolutely. Honestly, it's funny that um, 
you say that because my I did I was actually visited um, Maryland a lot during the winter mm-hmm. and considered that maybe to be like a cool in between not too hot not too cold you know place right. to live but I did notice that small businesses weren't celebrated the way that they're celebrated in Maine Maine is very much small businesses are the whole economy for the most part mm-hmm. you know you can go you can go to some chains here and there so it's like and be in and what with what I was saying earlier but always feeling like I wanted to escape this was finally my my chance to say you know what let me actually try to make a difference where I am instead of mm-hmm. trying to run away somewhere different especially in a place that entrepreneurial um, our entrepreneurship is 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 thriving here. People right. people love to support any local business they possibly can. You know exactly. I agree <laughs> with that. And um, so, would you say that it is hard for somebody in the Black community in Maine to start a business? Have you have you seen that, or have you heard from others in the community that you've built so far? Has it been been hard? Yeah. Um, it's kind of tricky because, you know, there, there's the, the issue in Maine where the Portland area and, and the Biddeford, I would say down to Biddeford, you know, is, mm-hmm. is somewhere that is much more diverse than the rest of the state. So I would say up north, western Maine, central Maine, mm-hmm. it probably is very difficult. It's a totally different world, you know, right. up there um southern maine or or portland area i mean it's it's hard to say honestly i think that there are in in doing the research for this directory is i'm i'm realizing every day that there are 10 more businesses or 20 more businesses that i didn't even know existed wow. and i think that black owned businesses in in maine are just not um showcased and not highlighted in the same way that businesses are um from other communities of people you Mm -hmm. know um so that's kind of what we're trying to do is we're trying to there are lots of like like obviously we know there's lots of black owned businesses in maine but we're trying to create we're trying to create a space so that if a new business wants to open up they can come Mm -hmm. to us and say hey what can we do? Can you provide us a grant or you, can you provide us with consultation services or, or whatever, you know, so that we right. can kind of have that be the, the basis of, of hopefully a lot of future, of future businesses going forward. That is, that's such a great idea. I'm so glad you guys are doing that because I feel like, um, I think that's definitely something that needs to happen, of course. Yeah, in absolutely. Maine. And um, so tell me, what are um, some new initiatives that you guys are going to be working on? I know you've been getting a lot of support. I saw that uh, the t-shirts that are recently made by, uh, what what, um, company was that again? They're called um, Catalyst for Change. They're over in Biddeford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. And what's on the shirts? So on the, there's um, two different shirts. The first one says... Um, be a catalyst for change, which is kind of a play on on their name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the back, I believe, is our our website, and then on the other shirt, it says um, "Don't talk, act," which That's is something great. that Jerry and his daughter came up with, which is like so true. It's like just 
just do what you're going to do, you know? Right. We don't need to go on Facebook and, and talk about it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you know? That's the way to do it. Oh, that's awesome. That's so exciting. We are also starting a podcast. Um, we have one episode um, being edited right now um, with Moses Nunez, or I'm sorry, Mozart Nunez. Um, He's an educator in, the, in, in Portland and in the communities. A lot of people know who he is, so we thought he would be a really cool first guest on the um, podcast. We also, um, we plan to start a blog. We plan to start a YouTube channel um, just as kind of some basic things. But overall, what we want to do is we want to be, you know, we have so many ideas. It's like for like two weeks, I was like, I can't even sleep. My brain won't stop. <laughs> no, that's good though. That's an entrepreneur does, right? right? Yes. It was really cool. It was like the first time I like finally was like, wow, you have so many amazing ideas and they're, and they're good ideas. Right. They're not just ideas that are going to last today, right. just for the day, yeah. you know? But <clears throat> eventually we want to have a whole, um, we want to have like a production house so we can film videos. We can film, uh, we try not to use the word content as it, you know, when, when speaking regularly, but, but if you need to create something for Instagram or, right. or whatever, we want, we want to be able to help you do that yeah. along with providing marketing services and then eventually being somewhat of an incubator for, for new businesses in the state. That's great. So it's like a lot of big dreams, but that's awesome I though. Could, I dream big girl. Cause man, I, I'm telling you, it's good. It's going to happen. It, it is. Thank and you. with all the support you've been getting, that's been great. And have there been other organizations that have been helping you kind of spread your message and getting, you know, the word out for you other than the catalyst uh, for change group? Yeah. Um, we have um, Portland food maps. Hmm. He put up a link to our website. Um, on his on his website. Oh great. We have um we have a lot. Honestly, we we've received so many DMs and, and mentions on our Instagram page from anywhere from Allagash to um uh, can't think right now to different different marketing firms in Portland. Oh, great. It's just like everyone in the everyone in the community is is showing support it's just mind blowing. It's, it's, and I laugh, like I'm someone who on Instagram would get like eight likes, you know? <laughs> you know? So I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> this post got a thousand likes and like, you know, 30, 30,000 people looked at it. Like what is going on? Right. What is right. the world I'm living in? <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. Um, but we, <laughs> we, um, there is, um, a group, We've received so many. There's on on Monday nights before coronavirus. There's um, uh, a bunch of people who get together for Monday of the Minds, and they, they have okay. DJs and um, stuff like that. So they did a little fundraiser for us a couple weeks ago. Mm. Um, we had the State Theater along with Janae Sound put together a show on Juneteenth that us and Indigo Arts Alliance were beneficiaries for oh, wow. along with um, Coffee by Design and um, Bangor Savings Bank mm. who donated up to a certain amount of donations. Oh, that's great. So it's just like, wow. Yeah, everybody. I mean, and we, and we haven't received, and we, we, obviously there's the people 
on Facebook or, or wherever who are going to say like, eh, what are you doing? You know, not be supportive, but like, whatever, who cares about that? And, you know, yeah. <laughs> other than that, like yeah. it's, it's crazy. That's great. It's really amazing. Thank you for tuning in to Makers of Maine. Rose and Jerry have been doing so much to assist with the Black-owned businesses in Maine during COVID and organizing grants to help with the community as well. I will link their website and social media handles in the notes section of this podcast. Now for the special announcement, I have decided I wanted to give back to Black-owned Maine by starting a campaign called We Are All Makers. We are all makers, whether you are a barber, a singer, a mother, a writer, a lobsterman, We all make something. I want to help lift the voices of all makers, including ones that haven't really gotten their voices lifted in our community, such as Black-owned businesses, which is why I'm donating 25% of the proceeds from my Makers of Maine t-shirt line. I think you will enjoy the shirts as they are made from recycled inks and made in the U.S. I will include the link in the notes section of the podcast on where you can pre-order the shirts. If you do purchase a shirt, Please share a photo with you wearing it and tell me how you are a maker by using the hashtag makersofme. If you aren't into shirts, no worries. There are multiple ways you can give back to Black-Owned Maine by going to their GoFundMe page, which I will link in the notes section as well, or volunteering for them. Now for our featured musician is Susie Assam. Susie is from Lewiston, and music has always been close to her heart and has been writing songs with her guitar for 15 years. This is her single, Cuffing Season, which is about casual dating and the idea that so many of us keep ourselves frozen and cold instead of allowing ourselves to be vulnerable and warm. She plans to launch new music, so stay tuned and I will link her website and social handles as well. Thank you all again and stay safe and healthy. When spring has sprung, take your love to someone who knows better snow he is frozen he is cold and i know i know the spring gon' come spring gon' come he don't hurt he don't, hurt. He don't, mind. He don't mind when my tongue gets too unkind cause he knows like i know the spring gon' i